Don't talk to strangers. We find Jesus near the beginning of his ministry in today's gospel reading from John chapter 4. In fact, Jesus' name is just beginning to make its appearance on Israeli television and Twitter at the time. And with his rising popularity, Jesus is starting to receive pressure from the Pharisees and other authorities of the day. So Jesus takes a little detour from Israel to Samaria. Good Jews of the first century avoided Samaria. The Samaritans were not Jewish enough. Earlier in their history, they had intermingled with other peoples. And so the Jews viewed them as half-breeds, turncoats, and at worst, corruptors of the ways of the Lord. Jesus, with his Jewish group of unconventional rabbinic students, swept their way into town, the Samaritan village called Sikar, at noon. It's the hottest part of the day. Jesus is beaten. He is not going any further. So the disciples dashed downtown to listen lunch from Tim Hortons. In the meantime, a Samaritan woman has come to Jacob's well. The very existence of this well in the Samaritan village highlights the common history of Israel and Samaria. A common history going back to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob of Old Testament fame. No one is there except for Jesus. No one is there because the woman of the village come to get water during the coolest parts of the day, not the hottest. But this American woman has come when the sun is sizzling. And perhaps she does so because she's seeking to avoid the other woman with her scornful stares and her cackling comments. While the Jews scorned the Samaritans, it seemed that the Samaritans were quite able, like people in every time and place, including ourselves, to scorn one of their own. Jesus breaks the social rule that said, Jews don't talk to Samaritans. Jesus broke the rule that said, honorable Jews especially rabbis, especially spiritual teachers, don't talk to women in public. And Jesus breaks these social rules by asking for her help. He says, give me a drink. This reminds me of a, of a bad joke. Did you uh, hear about the sensitive burglar? He takes things personally. <laughs> takes things personally. This Samaritan woman also took Jesus' question personally. How is it that you, a Jew, could ask me, a woman, and a Samaritan for a drink? Jesus' social rule-breaking leads to a tremendous conversation between two people that should not have happened. They discuss the nature of worship. 
Should it happen in Jerusalem? Or should it happen, as Jesus talks about, in spirit and in truth? The Samaritan woman shows herself to be intellectually astute and spiritually curious about the questions. Now it's true that at first she's not exactly sure or getting what Jesus means by living water, but she's seeking, she's interested, she's been waiting for the Messiah. And then Jesus tells her something. He tells nobody else in the entire Gospel of John. He tells her very plainly, I am He. I am Messiah. Well, the disciples come back from Timmy's, smiling and joking, until they see Jesus talking with a Samaritan woman. Then their smiles turn to confusion. Then their jokes deflate to silent embarrassment. They're so embarrassed that they quickly change the subject and say, well, uh, what about food? What about food? And they have this conversation with Jesus about food, and they're confused. They think somebody came by and slipped Jesus a Happy Meal from McDonald's, or they were in town eating. And meanwhile, this Samaritan woman, who does have something of a troubled past, gallops downtown and goes around telling everyone, come and meet a man who told me everything I've ever done. And how do these Samaritans, who, some of whom scorn her, how do they respond? Well, bring out the bongo drums and play the trumpet because this whole crowd comes down to the well to see Jesus. And he stays two days in forbidden territory teaching about the kingdom of God. And many of these Samaritans come to recognize him as the Messiah, the promised one. All because of the Samaritan woman's testimony. If you think that's pretty amazing, say, Amen. Amen. All because Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. If you think that's pretty amazing, say, Amen. Amen, indeed. That reminds me of another bad joke, and I'm full of those, as well as Full of some other things. I kept wondering why the baseball was getting bigger. Then it hit me. Does this passage hit you? When is the last time you said, Give me a drink? When's the last time you broke that social rule that says, Well, nice people don't talk to those people? When's the last time you broke that social rule that says, just ignore that person and keep walking? When's the last time you broke that social rule that says, mind your own business, somebody else will help? When is the last time you asked someone, give me a drink? And if it's been a while, you may indeed need a shot of Holy Spirit living water. Because guess what, folks? Christians... Disciples of Jesus are called to cross boundaries and break social rules that nobody else wants to cross or break for the sake of loving neighbor. If it's been a while, you may need an extra helping of, do, of the food of doing God's will. That's the food that will endure. That's the bread that will not perish. That's the strength you and I need to get out of our little worlds with our comfortable routines and start talking with the Samaritan woman of the world. Whether they're next door, down the road at the reserve, 
across this country in some place of economic depression, or across the planet with starving villages. When is the last time you said, give me a drink? When you come to the altar this morning, drink that water turned into wine. Eat that bread turned into Christ. But then go in peace to talk to that stranger, to have a conversation with that Samaritan, to help that neighbor, to love and serve the Lord. All because as Christians, you and I have received and given the gift of God's love. And with God's help, you and I have been entrusted to share that gift with others. You think that's pretty amazing? Say amen. Amen. Amen.